necessarily reflect those of NewsWeb Radio Company or its management. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Life, Love, and the Grind. You'll notice that it's a little different today. I'm sitting here solo in the studio because we're trying to be very cognizant and uh, be at one with what's going on. We have uh, the six feet separation between myself and the guest. Uh, today we have Jeff Jacobson, who's an attorney out in DuPage, but who's also here to talk to us about the issues of unemployment. He worked uh, for quite some time in unemployment. We also have Sean Allen, who's joined us through this wonderful thing we call technology from home. Sean, you with us? And so Sean is obviously with us, but uh, um, probably doing some other things. So uh, let's jump into this. Obviously, um, it's a very different situation that we're living in than we were a week ago today. Um, just had a uh, the, the governor's press conference wrapping up where, unfortunately, there were some updates. Um, the state of Illinois website has, uh, it's keeping tallies, very uh, dreadful tallies on what the scope is of what's going on today. And um, uh, yesterday at 5 o'clock when they updated it, there were 753 positive tests confirmed, six deaths, unfortunately. And this is with 6,247 people having been tested. Ever since then, the governor went back on air, and they've talked about um, some updates to that, some more um, casualties. So obviously the situation's getting more dire, so we want to make sure we're very respectful of, of keeping the safety protocols. That's why... Um, We'll talk about essential workers. The governor's order talked about essential workers who are out here doing what they need to do to kind of keep the economy going. And, Jeff, actually, maybe you could talk to us a little about uh, what an essential worker actually is. You as an attorney have been classified as one. I, as a member, a journalistic member, am classified as one. What exactly is an essential employee? So there's a lot of essential businesses and operations under the current order by Pritzker. Uh, the breakdown is it goes up to the letter W, and it's obviously stores that sell groceries and medicine, uh, food, beverage, and cannabis production and agriculture. Uh, and then it goes to supplies for essential businesses and operations, supplies to work from home, so staples, um, all the home uh, stores, transportation, home-based care services, professional services, which is me, legal services, accounting services, insurance services, real estate services, uh, critical labor functions, daycare employees. So, you know, I was talking to Sean as well, and, and um, as of now, construction workers on certain in certain building trades are also exempt. And again, probably to make sure that the economy is still going. And at the end of the day, if there is a problem with construction, um, these are the people who need to be out there to keep everything going. Well, absolutely. You know, if there's something that's essential that needs to be done, you know, the construction workers are critical to it. You know, anything from yeah. plumbers, electricians, bricklayers, etc. And, and so all of our job sites are all still up and running, as far as we've been told via the governor. Sean, so, so tell us a little about what you've heard and what your work has been like ever since this order went through. Well, so, you know, it's it's... For one, they're taking a lot of incredible precautions. I want to give a shout out to all of the great general contractors in Chicago. They're, you know, they're on top of this quickly. Um, they are, you know, taking people's temperatures and testing people on job sites and making sure that no one has any fevers or showing any symptoms. And if they do, they are sent home. Um, but otherwise, everyone's kind of work as usual. You know, they're, they're trying to limit the crews of how many people are working together. But at the same time, you know, the, the leadership that J.B. Pritzker has shown, which has been incredible, is really keeping this economy going. And as much as, you know, it's a, it can be a little bit risky at times, but you know what, at the end of the day, all of construction is risky at times. So I think we, we have to understand that the importance is our members, the union, and, and them making money. Well, I, I think it actually it absolutely speaks for what our members, what our workers do, going out there and doing the work that they have to do to keep society going despite uh, any concerns they might have. But I, but I do understand that the governor's order had an exemption that if there was daycare issues that they could file. Is that is that to your understanding as well, Sean? 
Um, yeah, so uh, filing unemployment, if you are sick or if you don't feel comfortable going into work, you are able to collect unemployment and go on it. Um, obviously, if you're if you don't feel like you can do the job or if you're getting symptoms of the of these uh, of any of the sickness, we don't want anyone to spread it. So it is encouraged to stay home and and not go to work. Jeff, tell us about that, because that's why we brought you on to talk about uh, there's been more and more questions about unemployment, even short term and, and how that works. Even if you you're there's a reduction in the amount you make, usually you might still qualify. Is that correct? Right. And actually, before we proceed, I do want to do a shout out to everyone that is working that's in the, you know, the treaters, the doctors, the nurses, those that, you know, the firemen, the police officers, the, you know, construction. What we and, call the essential workers, the ones who are right. out there putting themselves on the front line for society yeah. and for the betterment of all of us. Thank you, Jeff, right. for, for doing that. And, and so if someone has a family member or they, they themselves are coming down with the coronavirus, they're entitled to, to collect unemployment benefits if they're not able to work for that, assuming it's a period of at least a week or longer, which the coronavirus is, you know, pretty substantial. Uh, so they'll be able to uh, apply for unemployment benefits. You can go online, uh, do a Google search on IDES. It'll pop up and apply for it if that's the reason. So if it's a spouse, a child, or a parent uh, that has an illness and you need to stay home and take care of it, uh, you can and you can collect unemployment. The one caveat is it has to be a doctor that recommends you stay home. It doesn't have to be in writing or that you have to stay at home. Just someone has to care for that person. I mean, how how does that happen in this current situation where they're telling people that, you know what, you if you have the virus and you're not overtly in need of medical care, stay back, call in the doctor. Are, are these telehealth uh, services, uh, will they help you get that uh, certification you need? So if someone says you need someone to care for you, um, it doesn't matter. So it could be a teleservice. It's right. So now with the Internet, we're having a lot of diagnosis over online. You know, doctors are examining or by telephone if you have the certain elements of having coronavirus. And all they need to do is say someone needs to care for you. Oh, absolutely. So, Jeff, one of the things that actually caught my eye um, was that you were offering some of these services, helping people with unemployment issues over your Facebook. And I was like, you know what? Um, I saw the interaction, the engagement that you were getting, and I was like, well, this is clearly a service that's needed. At the same time, um, Nabe at Local 41, the union I belong to, I was getting some member concerns and questions as well. So we've done a couple, actually, um, of these seminars where we've been talking. Right. What has happened in terms of how much um, interest you've gotten in this? And have you had questions that you find are repeating that should be basically mentioned that, that people should know about? Some common concerns. Well, obviously, there's a huge amount of uh, concern because, as you may have known, the unemployment filings have gone up substantially. They're anticipating this may be a record number of unemployment filings. Last Monday, the you know, Department of Employment Security's website went down. They were overwhelmed with a number of filings. Um, you know, some of the questions was like Sam had um, emailed me. He wanted to know what happened if his hours are cut. So he's still working, but he's working substantially less hours. Well, you're entitled to collect unemployment benefits. You can then apply if your hours have substantially gone down or there's been a substantial change in your work. Now, what would be char characterized as a substantial work? Like, is there, could you quantify uh, that for me? I don't know if that's a word, but you know where I'm getting at. <laughs> I, I know exactly. So there isn't an exact number. Um, it's usually up to the local office or uh, the appeals division, board of review, as to what it would be. But if your hours are cut in half, that's clearly it. So those that are in the food service business, I am sure they're going to be seeing a substantial reduction in their hours. So they're able to receive wages and still collect unemployment benefits. You know, Bear in mind, unemployment benefits is to help someone with rent and food and the essentials. So, so to subsidize that gap in, in the changing wages. Right. So if, if your wages have gone down, um, you'll be able to do it. I don't know how it's actually going to work, so there's a local office person that actually goes through all the applications. They obviously have to be overwhelmed. 
Okay, that makes complete sense. And I want to remind anyone who's listening, who's got questions for Jeff, that you can call in 773-763-9278. Again, 773-763-9278, because um, we've gotten a lot of questions. But I think what was very interesting kind of the last time that we spoke was um, when we did this on Facebook, not only did we get some questions, but we also got um, people who were engaging with you who were answering each other's questions, which I thought was... Um, very interesting people coming together because everyone is kind of dealing with the same thing and we were in a situation where they were helping each other out well and I've been on Facebook you know someone will ask a question there's been group chats going on I just got a message from someone they've sent it out to 150 of the union members this isn't something that a few people are concerned about this is statewide nationwide oh i mean it affects restaurant workers uh, waiters waitresses we we're just hearing a story on friday about iatsi and and essentially all the work they've been put out of i i'm going to mention one of the comments that i got on my facebook page that was one of the good pieces of advice that that came through this discussion the uh, they're talking about the uh, ides website saying the website crashed a few times when i filled the info out it was frustrating but i took screenshots to back it up so i didn't have to keep reading Researching the thing. I think that's a great piece of advice because with all that influx of people going in, there's going to be some problems. So anything we can do to kind of make the data entry um, easier will be beneficial. So I've been recommending to people, and, and, and thanks for bringing this up, if the website goes down, uh, they should, and they can't call in, they should uh, mail a letter to their local office um, applying for unemployment benefits. The application is online, uh, but even if you can't find it, if you can just send in so that you can start it, because your unemployment benefits starts the Sunday prior to the week that you apply. So, for example, if you apply today, it starts today. If you applied yesterday, it would go back to the previous Sunday. So you want to mail it in. If you can't get to the website, you can always go on to the website later in the week. Okay. Uh, but that would be my recommendation. Okay, so so when we had the show Saturday, had anyone filled it out then, they would have uh, gotten it from the Sunday prior. Right, and there used to be a waiting period. Now this new federal bill that's passed, and, and they're working on more federal bills. There may even be one uh, today or tomorrow. Uh, but the waiting period looks like it's gone now in, in, this, in the state of Illinois and the nation. Um, I don't know if you want me to explain the waiting period, but when you file, you'll get unemployment benefits, benefits starting that previous Sunday. There is no longer that week you have to wait. Wow. Sean, a- any questions on your end? No, yeah. I mean, I... Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're yeah. coming in just oh, fine. Sorry. And again, just to explain this to our viewers and listeners, we're experiencing some new technology in order to be compliant with the six feet separation between us. So this will mm-hmm. be growing pains like everything else. But uh, yeah. Sean and I have been through growing pains before, and it's uh, one thing we're good at. So, Sean, we hear you fine, and uh, we want to hear what you got to say. Yeah, no, you know, and I just want to say, yeah, I, I do appreciate everyone kind of bearing with us in these times. I mean, obviously, this is a shift for everybody. Um, you know, the only thing I'd like to know, Jeff, is have you ever seen anything like like to this scale of unemployment? So never. There's been where the airline industry let go of a lot of people. There's been industries that have had a major downturn. Um, but never to this extent. I mean, it's it looks like this is going to be a record of all time of unemployed people, or at least reduction in work and unemployed. Yeah. So it's definitely it's definitely a, a nervous, nerve wracking thing. And again, I, I I appreciate everyone that is still working, and I and it it just goes such a testament to all of our members just how strong they are to always just keep working through everything, you know. And I think to our governor to realize what the essential workers are and to make exemptions for those covered by the AFL-CIO. And it it seems like, Jeff, actually, did you explain to us what the essential workers were deemed? Because I think it is very important to understand the... uh, the values that the governor was looking at in making these decisions because obviously he wants us to stay home to control this epidemic but he understands that there's some value given to certain works that need to be done and i think it'd be uh, very beneficial to know that right those well are. the construction and, and and just so we're clear on the essential businesses as sean had said 
um, even if you are part of the essential business, he wants to make sure you stay healthy. Keep that six feet distance apart. Um, and I, I find it interesting so how companies have changed. I was at a grocery store today in the self-serve checkout aisle. They have black X's every six feet uh, so that people know exactly where the minimal distance they should be. When we walked in, they apologized. They don't have any anything to clean your hands, but they were spraying paper towels with a solution that should be used for cleaning the carts. So all these businesses are changing. Even now when I'm walking by someone, I make sure I stay six feet apart because you don't know who's carrying it. Uh, you know, And I'm in the unprotected age group. Well, I, I think every age group, they were talking about how, how younger people are resilient, and, and now it's coming out that uh, people maybe weren't heeding the advice at that age group, and, and this uh, this is spread into that level. So I think it's well, very just, important. Uh, Go on, Sean. Just to speak on that real briefly with the age group, to anyone listening, too, I mean, we can't get overly cocky, too. Uh, our younger people have to heed these warnings as well. You know, just because you're maybe 20 years old, 19, 22, don't just think, oh, I'm good. I'll never get sick. I mean, this is a real thing and we can spread it. So, I mean, if you're not working and doing these essential things, please just go home and, and sit tight. It sucks. No one likes sitting at home. No one likes being quarantined. But the importance of, uh, you know, our health is is the most important thing. Well, it's so. absolutely paramount because we were talking about this, Jeff, earlier. Anyone who's exposed to it, I mean, you have the possibility that that they they may get sick. Some people have not exhibited any symptoms, which thank God um, uh, uh, there is that component. But there's also that fear of bringing it home to your family. Part of the reason that. Uh, that I'm doing it here, and Sean and I aren't doing it in the family room as we sometimes do. Is I've got three little ones that I got to look out for, and a wife. And but there's always that concern you're going to bring it home. Was there something I saw yeah. in the governor's proposal that um, that if you have any childcare issues too, you would you would uh, be able to look into unemployment? Because I want to make sure that our listeners know kind of every protection that they have. So on the website, it does talk about that on IDS. So it, it's not the law. And, I, you know, the governor may get that corrected if you need to stay home for child care. Historically, if that was the reason for um, you not being able to work, you weren't entitled to it. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to see something soon. And the IDS during the hearings may also consider that a qualifying reason for getting unemployment benefits. So historically, if your daycare was shut down or your kids needed to stay home, you, know, you weren't entitled to benefits if you quit or reduced your hours. But this is a completely different time. Well, no, it absolutely is. Um, it's kind of changed the way we do everything. The one thing we still got to do, though, is... is um run our advertisements but when we come back we're going to have quite a bit of a uh, quite a bit of discussion um uh continuing on unemployment uh questions that that people might have and speaking more about the governor's plans so we'll be back in a couple minutes after these commercials this is lewis Kyer from gwc injury lawyers now that cannabis is legal in illinois an understanding of the law and the risks associated with ingesting cannabis is critically important under the Cannabis Act, you can legally ingest marijuana only in a very limited number of places. Not in public, not on government or school premises, and not even in your own condo or apartment if your landlord has a no-smoking policy. A positive test is potentially lethal to your rights in three key areas. Employment, work injuries, and driving. So if your employer has a zero-tolerance drug and alcohol policy, you can be terminated if you fail a drug test, even though your cannabis consumption was legal. If you're hurt on the job and test positive for cannabis, the legal presumption is that your accident was caused in part because of the cannabis, and your workers' compensation rights can be totally denied. DUI laws have not changed. Impaired means impaired. And a DUI due to cannabis or alcohol can ruin your career. If you want to indulge in legal THC before you ingest, read up on your rights at gwclaw.com. Megan Financial is an independent retirement and financial services firm dedicated to the working men and women of organized labor. 
Megan provides straightforward, custom-fit financial advice and specializes in defined benefit and defined contribution pension plans, as well as participant and retiree health and welfare benefits. Megan Financial has the knowledge and experience to navigate the union member through all phases of life. Call 708-444-1090. Securities and advisory services offered through Satera Advisors, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, a broker-dealer, and registered investment advisor. Satera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Office location at 5321 South 94th Avenue, Orland Park, Illinois, 60462. And we are back. Uh, um, again, we were talking about navigating the union members through various issues. Um, one of the questions that came up, and then we got some callers on the line. We'll get to that. But one of the questions that came up, which I think you answered, Jeff, but it, it bears um, repeating. Does Illinois pay partial unemployment benefits to workers whose hours are cut back from full-time to part-time in this crisis? And if so, what's the income threshold? I know we spoke about this a little. Let's repeat it, because this has been coming up repeatedly. Sure. So you're going to receive a weekly benefit amount from IDS. It's a calculation. Uh, there's a little that goes into it, and depending upon your income. You'll also receive, if you have a spouse or children, dependent children, you'll receive a credit for that, too, money for that. And whatever the number is, and we'll use 400 for those that don't like math, you're entitled to make $200 a week in wages and keep that. So you would be able to have a total of $600 in benefits. For every dollar after the 200 or half of what your weekly benefit amount is, uh, that gets deducted from your unemployment benefits. So you can certainly work part-time and receive money for that. Also, if you're an independent contractor for whatever reason, after getting unemployment benefits, 100% of that, it's not wages, so it doesn't offset your unemployment benefits. Okay, um, and we got some some callers. If you could introduce them real quick. Uh, this is Diane in Elmwood Park. Fantastic. Diane, yeah. uh, please go ahead with your question for Jeff Jacobson, who's kind enough to join us and explain some of these answers. Uh, yes, since we are on lockdown, I was calling in. Um, I'm 75. My daughter is a therapist. She works for three doctors. The computer that we had for the family was at my sister-in-law's house. My sister-in-law just died last month. Sorry and now, uh, thank you, she was an organ donor. We just got three letters that her eyes, heart, and liver and everything else were donated and saved lives. Uh, this happened before the virus hit, so those people are safe. My question to you is, how does my daughter apply for benefits when we have no access to a computer because everything was shut down at my sister-in-law's, uh, sister-in-law's house? That's a good question, and sorry about what you're going through. So if you can't use a computer, you can call uh, the IDS phone number, uh, and I apologize, I don't have it at the moment, and you can do that. But as I said, if you, you're getting a busy signal and you can't get through, um, and there's also a fax number on IDS, and I'll look that up and get that out for everyone shortly, I would mail it in to your local unemployment office or the main office um, that you're unemployed, what your weekly wages were, and the date of um, the, the date that you were severed, whatever date that is. And then I would also put down that you were you know, severed because of lack of work. And that should be enough to at least get your application started based on the technology. Thanks for that, Jeff. Um, and thank you, caller, for giving us a call. We have another call, but I, I just want to take a moment real quick and, and talk about why it was so important for us to do this show. Um, one of the things is that the exempt employees we were talking about, various journalists and entities of communication are also exempt. And I, I just read something that I just had to share in the New York Times that talks about, um, I'm going to read the title because it was just so brilliantly written, On Air, A Beacon of Calm Helps a City Through the Storms. And it talks about the stability of hearing the people and watching the people that do the work, continuing to do the work and, and be a voice of reassurance. One of the things they said, and, and 
I'm not putting myself or Sean in this category, but I'm putting all the journalists who are out there and all the all, all the people who are keeping on top of this. It says here, local news radio host is equal parts civic treasurer and municipal therapists. Let that sink in. Municipal therapist. When we're all kind of quarantined in the house right now, I'll, I'll tell you this. My wife was asking, are you sure you have to go to the radio station with three kids and a wife? I think it's better for our marriage for all of us if I go to the radio <laughs> station. Because you need that therapist, right? You need the ability to talk to people, engage with people. The funny thing is, some of my neighbors and I had a um, a neighborhood Zoom meeting. Because, you know, we always go out and on our Saturday nights throw back a few. We can't do that anymore but we can virtually. Um, and, and with that little digression, but but kind of uh, understanding of why it is that we're here, I got to say, Jeff, you're my therapist, being out here, helping guide our listeners into something that's obviously a very uh, concerning factor, and people are concerned, and, and we appreciate not only you being with us today, but how you've done little workshops with us throughout the week, and, and knowing how you are, Jeff, uh, the altruistic nature of who you are, I'm sure you'll continue to do this uh, as I ask for little um zoom groups that we set up going right. forward and i want to thank you i have never heard of zoom until the last few days i think everybody's going to hear about it about yeah. a couple yeah, days in. I, I haven't heard of it either but i'm, I'm planning my zoom tonight I'm right. it. and and like you heidi's excited that i'm here at the radio station instead of at home so <laughs> hey sean dial me into the zoom thing because if you have a couple of girlfriends on there i kind of want to see how that plays out i think that'll be my drama <laughs> and excitement for today yeah absolutely <laughs> Um, so we've got another caller, uh, Tabitha from Aurora. So let's uh, let's see what Tabitha's got to say. Hi. Um, this isn't so much about unemployment, but it is about how companies are who who have essential workers on the front line, how they're dealing with people, um, their employees that are going to be home. Um, just to give you a backdrop, I have a grandparent who's in the nursing home in Willowbrook who has coronavirus, so I was really nervous for a couple weeks that I could have been exposed to it. So my furnace went out and I had no heat for a few days and I called this particular company, I won't say by name, and they sent out a person without any protection. So they opened the door with a face mask on and just said, hey, um, I would call your boss and ask them what kind of procedures you guys have in place because I don't want to allow you into my home without any protective shields on. So he went back into his van, called his boss, he had to go back to Chicago, and then they sent out people with... Um, with some, like, protective gear, but the minute that they came in my house, they took it off. And for me, that was, like, a big red flag for how these companies are dealing with these types of calls. Well, I don't think there's been a lot of great communication um, from the president on how to protect yourself, and we're running out of supplies. Uh, that's a huge thing. I mean, nurses and doctors, and you know, are having trouble getting the basic supplies, but I, I do think there's... Uh, an issue with communicating what you need to do, and, and I appreciate you raising this. Yeah, yeah, it was it was just a little nerve wracking. Um, Sean, so what has been your uh, your situation being at home? I know you've kind of uh, been staying home, trying to take it easy. Uh, tell tell me about what it's like to be stir crazy as a single bachelor, and then I'll tell you how it translates into a married stepfather of three. And let's uh, let's compare notes here. <laughs> well, I live alone and I am absolutely 100% losing it. But then what I do is I call my sister, who's a mother of six kids, five boys and a new baby girl. And I think, man, you know what? Life isn't so bad, you know? It's not the end of the world to just be cooped up by yourself when you can really deal with the chaos of having a, a big family and all that craziness. So it's definitely not ideal. I mean, you know me well. I definitely not one to sit home very often. I like to be out and about and live in my life. But you know what? Again... I, I heed our governor's warnings, and I and I like to respect what the mayor and the governor are saying because at the end of the day, the longer we stay cooped up, hopefully the faster we get through this as a community and get back to well, back yeah. to normal. You know what they say is flattening the curve, right? Just, just, just trying yep. to, if we get sick, at least spread it out so we're not overwhelming the uh, emergency responders, the hospitals. Um, and, and so we got to do our part, and, and the part of that is um, those who are deemed essential still going out there and continuing with the economy. Jeff, you said you've never seen anything like this. Tell, tell me, uh, 
any insights you might have as to what's going on? This is my way of getting out of talking about what my situation at home is because I know my wife's listening and uh, it's a stay-at-home order, so if she locks me out, I'm in a little bit of a pinch. Yeah, and I guess because I'm the oldest of the three of you, you're going to ask me if I've ever seen this before. Wait, well, <laughs> before you answer that, i, I got to say it is a very unprecedented circumstance. So generationally, I think it doesn't make any difference to ask anyone. My uh, seven-year-old came home the other day and she said, you know, a second grader in my class was saying what's going to happen and i'm like well well tell me what the second grader has to say maybe maybe he knows something i don't it's just like it's one of those situations where anyone's guess is as good as anyone else's because i mean nine years old two years old we haven't seen this right well and one of my kids last night said he's going out and i said you can't go out and he goes why uh, he didn't know what was going on with the order, the shelter in place. I mean, they don't read and watch a lot of the news. Some of them, you know, it's not really getting publicized. And he thought him and his friends could hang out. Huh. And then I told yeah. him, I don't want to be going to court uh, defending you. <laughs> you know, so maybe it's important there. to kind of touch base on the shelter in place, too. I mean, obviously, you can go to the store. You can go to the pharmacy. You could go to the places that you really need to. You know, well, the forest preserves are open for people to go walk and bike ride. So that's still, as long as you stay six feet away, you can still do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's an important time in this downtime to just kind of relax and kind of refocus our lives. We're so tuned into the rat race. We're all so tuned into constant doing something. I mean, as much as this is horrible, I mean, I think we all just need to take a breather and just, uh, re you know, recharge a little bit. Well, and there's a lot of house cleaning going on. Um, I know there's yeah. piles of stuff I've had for years that I'm hoping, uh, and hopefully Heidi doesn't keep me to this, but I'm hoping <laughs> to unclutter my uh, piles. Huh. When it's funny you say that, Sara just texted me and said she has a whole pile of laundry for Raza to do. So <laughs> 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 we'll well, keep you busy. Yeah. <laughs> she has her way to get back to me for uh, for doing my thing out here. But um, no, I, I, it's very important. And like you said, Sean, I think it's important to take a step back. And you know, we're, we're cooped up with our families in some occasion. Um, and why not try to make the best of it? We always talk about how there's never enough time in, in the American life to actually spend time with the family. Well, here we're kind of put in a situation where we have to. So uh, let's keep the arguing and fighting aside and try to make the best of it. You hear that, sweetie? That's my way to apologize. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot we could do. I think it's a good time to just don't bury yourself in the TV. Read a book, get active, go for a run, go for a walk. I mean... You know, it, it's and then like I say, for all of our you know union brothers and sisters that are working, I mean, it's you know it's kind of life as normal as as work wise, you know, and and I can't stress enough how much I appreciate all these men and women to get up and and to go to work and keep the economy coming. I mean, when we come out of this, I hope that the entire country has a better respect for the blue collar workers that are really the ones driving our economy, and you know the ones that are driving the trucks and working the, you know, the grocery stores. I was at Mariano's this morning and I made sure to thank, you know, the woman working behind the counter because they're, they're in the same struggle that we all are and they got to go to work and they're scared and nervous. And, you know, we got to appreciate the working class people. Oh, absolutely. Because they're the ones out there and, you know, they don't know where the coronavirus is coming from. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and our blue collar workers can't afford you know, to be missing a lot of work and the, you know, because of the coronavirus. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a scary thing. I mean, I think it's, um, you know, 50% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And it's a scary feeling to think that you're going to miss maybe four paychecks, maybe six. So, I mean, this is a real, you know, this is a real issue that our country needs to be talking about. And it, and it sucks to think that it always has to be a bad thing like this. But when we come out of this, our country needs to sit and regroup and figure out how important working people are because they're the ones that are going to drive us out of this, you know, crazy economic boom and, and this crazy, you know, medical scare that our nurses are on the front lines dealing with every single day. So we have to find a way to understand that the working people, not the billionaires, not the big corporations, but it's the working men and women every day that are driving this country. Absolutely. And it's, you know, you were mentioning about doing other things. So my son is 
uh, going to be starting his apprentice class, but it's been delayed because of the virus. And so he said he's, he might go learn how to weld. Um, I'm considering learning how to drum. It's uh, been always wanting to do that, and um, I don't know whether I'm going to get the vote from Heidi and my son on whether I can practice drumming in the house. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm about to kick my daughter out because she's playing the uh, trombone, but I will tell you that's a really good point you bring up in terms of the um, uh, learning anything you've always wanted to learn. I know a lot of our members have contacted me to be like, hey, I know we have LinkedIn licenses. Can you can you perhaps uh, hook me up with that? Because here's a good opportunity. You're stuck at home. You're probably a little bit crazy with the kids and the, and the significant other. You want a little bit of time, put your headset on and, and, and see what you can teach yourself. Um, and uh, yeah. actually, I think we've got a question as well. Yeah, we have Steve from the Gold Coast wants to chime in. Steve, please go ahead. You're on uh, Life, Love, and the Grind with Sean Allen, Raza Siddiqui, and Jeff Jacobson. Hi, Steve. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. No, I mean, you know, I can say I think my dog is a bit confused. He wants to know why I'm here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, at, at that point, you know, the world is upside down. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, people need to, to sort of think about, uh, you know, what is rational. Stop running to the grocery store and buying 50 times what you need in life because it's creating the perception that there are shortages when there aren't any. And, you know, let's be, behave rationally. Think about the people next to you. Uh, you know, your neighbors, your friends, the rest of the world, and stop acting like this is the end of the world, because it's not. And, you know, again, I, th I think you guys are doing a great job with regard to getting that message out there. And, and Americans need to realize that this is going to create an impetus for some kind of fundamental change in our society, because we, we're, when we come out of this, you're going to have, yes, people are, will have survived, but... What are we going to do when people are, you know, months in, in terms of only months in back rent, haven't made a credit card payment in months, are, are huge? What is this nation going to do after we survive this? Well, Jeff, you might want to weigh in on this, too. I think I had read something about part of the governor's order, and I could be mistaken, so please do correct me if I'm wrong, is that... Uh, Evictions are, are, are on uh, being held, and there's certain other precautions that are happening, not only for us to get through this, but to help us get through this. And if you right. can kind of go over some of those. And, and actually, a lot of banks I've been reading are now giving people an opportunity to miss their mortgage payment as long as they've been current. Um, I know that there's you know a bunch of them. I don't know that all of them are. I'm going to guess eventually they will. Um, I think Wells Fargo is looking into it, and it's something that any day now um, could change. As you know, is that as far as for um, being evicted, uh, all the courts are closed, so there's no evictions going on. And the sheriffs, I know in Cook County and in DuPage County, I haven't looked at all the sheriffs, but I'm guessing it's pretty much the same. Are not evicting anyone. There's a 30-day um, stop order on evicting anyone in those counties. So, uh, people. I've that heard are, also a suspension of shutoffs for utilities. Right, Have you I've, heard that one as yes, well? Yes, yes, I've heard that. And waiving student loan debt. They're actually waiving student loan debt coming up too. Right. Which is which is huge for a lot of uh, a lot of Americans. That's a huge bill that a lot of our Americans deal with. Well, I have a daughter uh, and a son, so it's it's going to be benefiting us. Uh, but it's yeah. yeah. So there's there is as as Steve has said, there's a lot of society that's helping out, that's working to make things better during what's not a good time. And and well, so yeah. is this part of the economic assistance for Illinois families? My, my wife had just actually sent me this, and uh, I'm wondering: is this part of a bill or a package, or is this just general practice that the uh, that the governor has released? So I'm not aware on the the banks um, giving you a extra month, uh, you know, giving you an ability to skip a payment. I'm not aware that there's any law order on that. I think it's just banks are doing the right thing in that respect. Okay. Well, anytime any big company does the right thing, and uh, you know, it's crazy. We've heard of some of these sports networks broadcasts have been shut down, and you've heard about companies who are kind of stepping up and saying, you know, anything that we have committed to beforehand, we're going to pay pay it out. So it's always. Um, you know that sense of camaraderie. Uh, how do you say that camaraderie? Word? That's the word. Um, that sense of just coming together, which um, Steve was talking about, how we were going to come together and get through this. I think this is a good first step as long as uh, and then the knowledge that, that that we're spreading Jeff thank you for coming and helping us spread that knowledge but also I wanted to let uh, our listeners know that Sean Allen and I 
also to keep um, kind of people informed of what's going on and bring more stories out there, positive and informative. We'll be doing our podcasts more often too. I know we are we are efforting to do one on Wednesday as well. So we want to just utilize this technology to tell stories, to inform the public, and and let people know what's going on. You agree, Sean? Well, yeah, and we and you can find us on on Facebook at Life Love and the Grind. And if you don't have any social media and you're tuning in, you could go to YouTube.com. Um, and then you can go to Life, Love, and the Grind on YouTube, and you'll find everything we have in the past, uh, previous interviews. We've had incredible guests so far. So you can go on Facebook and uh, YouTube. But, yeah, we will be bringing – we'll be just kind of bringing the um, the important stuff that people need to hear about. And, and, obviously, we are on the ground lines. I mean, my job hasn't stopped. I'll be getting up tomorrow and being back on the street. And, uh, as will I as a journalist. I, I mean, it's yeah, important we what we're doing. We're doing it 24-7. Oh, I'm Answering sure. questions. And, and when you're not, you're doing it uh, pro bono like you are for us, just helping answer questions because, um, you know, it feels good to do the right thing. And right. and sometimes, like, I'll do my full shift, and Shia and I will talk and be like, do we want to go live? Well, no, we don't want to, but there's kind of a duty to inform, especially like, Jeff, you have a lot of services that you've been able to offer, a lot of advice. We absolutely want to hear that. And we also want to hear from... Uh, who we got on the line next? This is Edward from Midway. Hi, Edward. You're on yeah, Life, Love, and the Grind. Everyone. How are you doing? Good, good, good. So I wanted to, I was telling you, screw now, I think it would be a good idea uh, to have some of these hospitals that closed or any kind of building that might be uh, available for these new coronavirus patients, kind of like to get some extra space. I was actually reading about that, that some of the uh, hotels and places like that that are shut down, they're looking to open them up for treatment, that the, um, I think the reserves are going to be running that, that they can open one of those in 24 hours and make it into a hospital. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that would be a great idea, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I work in uh, healthcare, and I'm, uh, we deal with uh, health education for members, so... I'm glad that uh, people like that, and I'm sure the other insurance companies uh, do that too. So anybody who might have a question about something, you know, if you can reach somebody on the radio, you can certainly contact somebody on a nurse line. You know, there's plenty of options to do that. And hopefully more people will donate blood. Right. Oh, they, I mean, the governor was just talking about that in his press conference at 2.30 right before our show about the need um, for blood donations to continue. So, no, absolutely. I think that's vitally important to mention that as many times as possible. Actually, the governor's press conference mentioned that if you'd like to continue to do public service, to visit serve.illinois.gov, serve.illinois.gov. And he's talking about how the private sector um, is working with the government. Um, there's been donations from trade unions. Um, along with, um, they were talking about Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD shows, donating personal protective equipment of N95 masks. So it's just, it's awesome to see that synergy between private and public sector working together. Um, I did, uh, Jeff, get another question from a member that I would like to get your take on. Um, uh, let's see, any income threshold that would disallow benefits? So there is there's a table. Well, you're not going to be disallowed benefits. You're going to cap off. So if you make too much money, you're going to get capped off. The minimal, um, I don't know, I'll have to grab the table, but you can file. There's no fee to file. There's no penalty to file. And they'll tell you what your average weekly benefit amount is. You can just call. Uh, if you can get through and ask what your average weekly benefit amount would be. And speaking of that, I do now have the phone number. Uh, I can't guarantee you they're going to answer. It's 800-244-5631. And if people have any problem, they can contact me for free to help them on what to, who to contact. Fantastic. There's a follow-up question on this. Does the spouse's income figure in at all? No, no. It, it'll just, well... If the spouse is making income, they may not be uh, claimed as a dependent, so you may not get that dependent increase. But if you have a spouse and a child, it won't matter. Uh, just repeat that for me one more time. So if your spouse is making income, that won't impact your unemployment benefits. It'll still be calculated based on your income, um, and the spouse doesn't go against you. So when you have to report any income you've made, it's not your spouse. It's just your wages. 
Okay, fantastic. I think that's good information, um, and I think that answers uh, many of the questions I've been getting on this end. Sean, I'm sure you've got some uh, questions that that you'd like to ask while we got Jeff here, because I'd like to I'd like to reiterate that Jeff is an attorney, and you know how attorneys they keep that clock running, but he's been nice no, enough. guys. You, Anytime you want, he, or, or if you are yeah. Bill to Sarah Sadat, our producer, who's at home with the children, but definitely uh, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> uh, Sean, no, what, I, what you got? No, I know, you know you've been keeping the ears to the street. No, I definitely want to say thank you to Jeff, too. I really appreciate you coming. This is very important information. I mean, like I say, a lot of our guys are just, you know, it's a lot of it just nervous if they should go to work or what's happening. But honestly, like I say, I, I encourage our guys to get on unemployment if they're not working. But otherwise, I mean, as far as we have, our construction sites are up and running. They're taking the best precautions. So I, I just encourage all of our members to, to continue to work and just to continue to be safe. And um, if they do feel sick, please, please do not risk it and and Go on unemployment. Do not spread what we have going on. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the mayor said that herself. Uh, uh, common sense, but she said if you're sick, do not report to work. Do not put your work at such a high value that you're disregarding, blatantly disregarding the health and safety of everyone else in that community. Because it's important to remember that no matter what we got going on in our lives, we're part of a bigger and broader community. Um, I think that's why it was um, fantastic what the governor was saying in terms of how to continue to to donate um, during this time. And again, he emphasized serve.illinois.gov, which I think uh, if you got a pen, you should write that down because um, we are part of a community and we got to keep it going. Jeff, I do want to I want to take a time at least until some some more calls come in with specific questions to talk about what's family life been like you. And I'm sure it's been a little <laughs> stressful with you coming over to our place and doing the podcast and, and sharing your information with not just our membership, but it sounds like a lot of different union memberships have been reaching out to you. What's life been like and has it been good to get out of the house? So it has been um although I don't mind being in the house, I've uh, actually did some programming for one of my websites. I've always wanted to learn how to program, learned that. Um, it, it's been a change, and it's really only been less than 24 hours into the shelter in place. Um, we went grocery shopping this morning. Heidi and I had breakfast at the drive-thru and sat in the car and, and ate it. Um, I have one son that, because he's got an infection right now, I don't want to add something to that so we won't be able to see him for a while till this crisis goes over with um, but I don't you know I don't see that much of a change we've been technologically advanced my firm so I can work from home and will work from home although I probably will go into the office because it'll just be me um, and work there I did want to um, say so I got one question on teachers sure um, so Andrew had asked um, He's a teacher and can't work, and they're not allowed to get unemployment benefits during the summer. So when they're not working for the summer, there's a specific statute that says teachers can't get unemployment. That doesn't mean, though, if they're unable to work because of now, yeah. uh, they certainly can get unemployment benefits. So if you're a teacher and you're not working, you know, file for unemployment benefits. This is not the time where you're not allowed it. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's good. that's good to know. So yeah, it's you know it's I have a feeling after a week the all of us are going to be going crazy uh, being at home, but I think for the most part we're getting by, um, you know, doing stuff. It's well, I, I know you'll be doing stuff, Jeff, because um, uh, oh. I, I've got some more workshops lined up for you, and um, I, I, I mean this is unfortunately. Is you? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, unfortunately, um, the skills you have are, are skills that are in high demand right now. Just a little bit of advice and edification to people who want to know how to go about um, filing some of this paperwork, how to deal with this, the crashes that have been happening, how to do some of these court. Uh, work that they want to be doing with the courts closed right. so so i i know that we will have you on um whether it's on life love and the grind which um w which we're going to be continuing throughout the week to get information out there or through other venues through zoom meetings as well so thank you for doing that but again i do want to remind our listeners that sean allen and i and sarah sadat will be on um life love and the grind more often now trying to bring informative stories we also have a therapist who's coming on to talk about 
family dynamic issues given the um, unprecedented burden of having all your children and significant other in one house at one time. I don't know how I'm going to get through the month, but um, yeah, that too. She's going to help us with that. So, and if people have questions, they can go to you know jeffjacobsonlaw.com and send me their questions. I'd be happy to answer them. I'd just say that one more time for us, if you would. Sure, it's jeffjacobsonlaw.com. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, fantastic. I, I think that's good to know. And um, I've got a couple people here that I'm going to refer that email address to and okay. that, that, that right now, as a matter of fact. But I hope this has been informative to you guys. Uh, again, um, Sean, myself, uh, Jeff, we, we went back and forth and had a discussion, Sean and I, a lot of, about how we're going to handle this because this is an unprecedented circumstance. Should we come into the studio? Should we do it remote? And, and ultimately... I, I think uh, the decision was made. This is too valuable of a service. The reason um, journalists are exempted is because it, it's an important service that we provide to our listeners in getting that information out there. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and like I say, I, I appreciate Jeff coming on and, and keeping this information coming. And, uh, yeah, Raza, kudos to you for just kind of keeping us going and motivated. Um, we have to keep... You know, we have to keep the faith. We've been through 9-11. We've been through the Great Recession in 2008. We will get through this. Um, we will always be bringing the information. If you if you're, have people who have missed this episode, you can go and find it later on on Facebook, Life, Love, and the Grind, or YouTube.com, Life, Love, and the Grind. And you can watch this episode, or if someone couldn't hear it live, you can send them to listen to it so and hear all these great questions from Jeff Jacobson. Um, but I really just appreciate um your guys' hard work in, in these times. And, Raza, you've been working all week. You've been covering the stories. You know, I've been on the street. I'm working, Jeff. You've been working day and night. So it's just good to see everybody come together in a positive way and kind of stand up for workers. And hopefully, like one of our callers said, hopefully when we come out of this, we, we move a little bit forward in the country and, and start showing our blue-collar and white-collar workers a little bit more respect and dignity within uh, within money, within health care, and within everything, you know. And that's why I call Sean Allen the closer. I mean, I mean, the way he succinctly puts the message of what we're trying to do um, is probably what my wife says. You don't need to say anything more. But uh, if you know me, I, I, I always say a little bit more. Um, Sean, tell our uh, listeners and viewers one more time how they can hear us throughout the week and, and, and the stories we'll be bringing to them. Yeah, so you can hear us on uh, Facebook, Life, Love, and the Grind. Um, like our page, follow our page, hear, our, hear this interview if you missed it live. And then YouTube.com, you can go Life, Love, and the Grind. You can hear it this episode along with the other God knows how many we've done if you want to go back and listen to other great interviews. So, yeah, Life, Love, and the Grind, Facebook and YouTube. And fantastic. And, Jeff, tell us, uh, tell our listeners again how they can reach out to you should they need more information. So they can either call me <laughs> 331-222-9529 or go to the website at jeffjacobsonlaw.com and thanks everyone for listening and staying at home and listening. Oh, absolutely. For for doing what you're supposed to do to do things the right way. Thanks again for joining us. It's been a great episode of Life, Love and the Grind with uh, Jeff Jacobson, Raza Siddiqui and remotely Sean Allen because we're doing the right thing, keeping that social distancing, um, but we won't be too distant from you guys. We're going to join you again throughout the week um, and again next week. Uh, to keep bringing the message home. Thank you, guys.